Welcome to Marketing School, the only podcast that provides daily top-level marketing tips and strategies from entrepreneurs that practice what they preach and live what they teach. Let's start leveling up your marketing knowledge with your instructors, Neil Patel and Eric Sue. All right, Marketing School listeners have a special message from our sponsor, DreamHost. If you want to rank higher on Google, you want to make sure your website loads super fast. Check out DreamHost. Not only is their solution super affordable, it'll make your website load faster and they have amazing tools and support for your business to ensure that you grow and succeed. Welcome to another episode of Marketing School. I'm Eric Sue, And I'm Neil Patel. And today we are going to talk about, well, we're going to give you an advanced SEO to-do list for 2020. So what does advanced really mean, Neil? I guess, uh, you know, how do we even put this into context? Like, what does advanced mean when it comes to SEO? Most people know already the basic, your title tag, meta descriptions, have URLs with letters and numbers and don't include dates, you know, have thorough content. People pretty much have all that stuff. So what we wanted to do is just rattle off some advanced stuff that you should tick box when you're doing your SEO, especially, you know, when you're getting ready for 2020, because we're already in September, uh, mid-September, which means you need to start preparing for 2020. So do you want to kick it off or do you want me to kick it off? I'll kick it off. So we've talked about this a couple episodes ago, but we talked about the FAQ schema. So, you know, you can use a tool like uh, if you're using WordPress, you can use Yoast SEO. That's Y-O-A-S-T SEO. And you know, the fact schema is basically FAQ schema. I don't think Yoast does it, do they? It does. Yeah, it does. I literally, I was looking into it. I was like, who makes it really easy? And it's Yoast. So basically, you know, the FAQ schema is basically having, uh, you know, when you search into SERPs and it says like, you know, it gives you like four other kind of answer boxes, right? You can actually add your own answer boxes in there. That gives you more real estate on the search result pages and your click-through rate actually, in a lot of cases, it can go uh, beyond double. So that makes it really easy. And then I'll just encourage you to listen to that episode, but that's one of the SEO, advanced SEO things that you can be doing because Google, they're trying to get these more answer boxes in there because what, what are they trying to optimize for? They're trying to optimize for voice. Yeah, and another advanced thing that you guys should end up doing on your end is, When you're doing SEO, speed is a really huge important factor. And that wasn't the case years and years ago, but now it is. So you guys already know, you know, you can use Google page speed and you already know to have a fast server. But what a lot of people aren't doing, and this is super effective, my guys do this with my site, we load our HTML from CDNs. So most people use the CDN just to load images. But if you use the CDN to load HTML files, a CDN is a distributed network where they have servers all around the world. Your HTML files will get delivered to people faster. Your sites will load faster and you should notice a nice increase in your Google rankings over time as well. Is that also known as a static web page? No, because even if you have a static web page, it's on your server, right? You're not pinging your database every single time. You just, let's say, have a static HTML file. But still, if someone's hitting your server, they may be hitting your server from... China or India or Brazil. And if your server's in Austin, Texas, it's still a far distance. When it's served up from a CDN, it's served to them from that location, assuming that CDN has servers in that region. 
Right. Okay. So the other one is, so in the past, we've talked about, you know, infographics are helpful for link building. We have also talked about, uh, sure, you can have a really data-driven post that can help with link building. And then the other thing we touch upon is product-led growth. So using Ubersuggest as an example, that thing is just on fire and Neil can speak to it more, but leading with the product is something that is much more link worthy than saying creating an article. So however you can, if you can create some type of widget, if you can create some type of thing to give away for free, that's going to be much more link worthy. And that's one thing that, well, you know, we all know that links help websites scale. So that's one thing that you can add to your repertoire to make your life easier. Yeah. Another thing that you can end up doing to improve your SEO is to focus on your brand. So Eric Schmidt once said, and I've talked about this many times on the podcast, how brands are the solution. It's how you sort out the good sites from the bad sites. And Google does rank brands higher than non-brands. And in general, you're going to struggle to build a brand because a brand in Google's eyes, the way they look at it is how many people are searching for that site on a daily basis or multiple basis for a few week period. And they look at this for a few months at least. If I'm not mistaken, they look at it you know, over a period of a quarter, two quarters, and that gives them a good trend on, is this brand popular? Because when you have two sites like General Motors and BMW, they all have a lot of links, they all do a lot of SEO, but how do you know which one to rank higher? So they'll use brand signals such as how many people are searching for that brand. And the easiest way to build up a good brand is the rule of someone, seven, seven seeming you seven times. And a way you can build up your brand seven times, as in when someone sees you seven times, they're more likely to relate, interact with your brand, uh, Google it, and we've seen this ourselves. The easiest way you can do this is doing a combination of messenger bots, whether it's mobile monkey or many chat, uh, email blasts on a regular basis, push notification blasts on a regular basis. Those three things from what I've seen, just constantly sending them to your audience every time you release new content is the best way, or even when you have new updates, just continually sending them through those three channels. Best way to get keep people to keep coming back and build up that brand over time, that should increase your brand signals, which should boost up your rankings as well. All right. Now, also power pages too. So power pages is a term that Backlinko, also known as Brian Dean, he it's something he popularized. And a power page is basically when you come to a page, um, I'm not sure if you, I think one good example might be if you search for the keyword uh, conversion rate optimization. When you land on that page, I, I think Qualaroo has a ranking page and I don't know if that, that site's still around anymore, maybe not. But um, the idea is you land on a page and it has a bunch of different sections on it, right? So, you know, it's a very comprehensive piece and and you know, each section can almost stand on its own as a very well-developed um, piece of content. What ends up happening there is once you have a power page is it can rank for hundreds or thousands of keywords. And that in itself is also a linkable asset. And a lot of people actually end, end up saying, actually in, in Brian Dean's community, talk about you know, how they can basically kind of you know, combine all the power pages together to make them even more powerful. Yeah. Another thing to look at is combining or adding. So in 2020, you're going to write content you're gonna keep expanding your site. Do you really need to? There's over a billion blogs. There's one for roughly every seven people. So think of it this way. Google used to be where you just keep adding and adding more content, you'll do better. But now if you have five pages on the term dog food, it confuses them on which one they should rank. So they won't rank all of them. You won't take up multiple spots. Instead, what you'll find is you won't rank as high because they're not sure which one to place. What you need to do is before you add content in your to-do list, Look at all the existing content that's similar. If there's something that is similar, consider updating and adding to it versus creating a whole new page. 
if you don't have anything on that topic, then by all means, go and create a new page. Great. There's another thing that you can do. Uh, so click the rate. So optimizing for you optimizing your titles and your meta descriptions on the search result pages. This is free to do. You can literally just go to Google search console free and then look for the pages that have a high impression count, but a low click through rate. And then basically kind of methodically go through them and you know, you're going to get more free traffic that way. If you can write a better title or a better meta description, uh, you can also use my software, uh, Clickflow. There's a free trial for it. Again, I said you can do it for free using Google search console or you can do it another way. Yeah, another thing that you can end up doing too with SEO, and this should be on your to-do list for 2020, is translation and transcription. The best advice I ever got from a Google employee is if you want more traffic, expand outside of English. There's not enough content, there's not enough options in many other regions or languages like Hindi or Portuguese or Spanish. And those regions, it's much easier to dominate. Now, you can't just do keyword research and plug in keyword research uh, or keywords and translate your content. Some of those regions look at keywords in a different way. They look at content in a different way. So you need to transcribe and adjust your content to those regions. It's one of the biggest ways to get more traffic that no one's doing. So when you're doing your SEO, think about your site architecture, because if you're going to be translating and transcribing content, uh, you're going to want to use hreflang. And that tells Google, hey, this page is for Spanish, uh, Mexico. This page is for Portuguese, Brazil. Heck, this page is even English, UK, while this other page may be English, United States. Because in the UK, they spell things like color different than we do here in the US. All right. So look, there's more that we can expand on, but we have to end the episode at a certain point. So we might come back with more tips. So that is it for today. But before we go, don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to this podcast. It helps us grow. And if you want a chance, a chance to kind of grow with Neil and myself in person, go to markingschool.io slash live. That's L-I-V-E to learn more. And we'll see you tomorrow. We appreciate you joining us for this session of Marketing School. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show and visit marketingschool.io for more resources based on today's topic, as well as access to more episodes that will help you find true marketing success. That's marketingschool.io. Until next time, class dismissed.